In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Noyach, we read, of course, the story of the Mabel, the Great Flood, where because of the wickedness of mankind, Hashem destroyed the world, basically, and just saved Noyach and his family in the Teva and the Ark that they made. After the Mabel, we talk about the continuation after that, Noyach's children, descendants, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and how they too, many of them or most of them were wicked, and that sort of ended with the story of the Great Tower, the Tower of Bavel, where again, mankind was building um, against Hashem, rebelling against Hashem, and again, they were destroyed in a different way. At the very end of the Parsha, we read about the birth of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is going to be the first Jew, the beginning, the teacher of monotheism, of belief in Hashem, to the world. But the Parsha says very, very little about Avram, it just says he was born. It says he was born and he got married, basically. And then next week's Parsha begins with Hashem's revealing himself to Avram and saying, go off to Israel, go, go to travel, lech lecha, to the land of Eretz Yisrael, to Israel, or then was called Canaan. But at that point, Avram was already 75 years old, which means this week's Parsha finishes with Avram's birth, he says he was born, and who, and who he got married to, and doesn't say much about the rest of 75 years. And next week's Parsha already, the story of Avram begins in the Torah, where he's directed by Hashem to go to Eretz Yisrael and all of the continuing stories. What happened in all that time? Avram Avinu was born, and then he's married, and then he's 75 years old. What was going on in that time? And again, in the Chumash, in the Torah itself, the Torah is silent about that. And yet, we have a lot of information about that time that the Gemara talks about, the Talmud, the Medrash, <coughs> excuse me. The Rambam very beautifully gives a background to the story of Avram Avinu in that time, and he does that in the context of his laws of idolatry. As we know, the Rambam, in his Sefer Mishnah Torah, which is the book of Halacha of Torah, so the book is, the Sefer is divided into all different sections of Halacha. One of those Halachas is Hilchas Avedes Kechavim, the laws about idolatry. Um, one of the most terrible sins in the Torah, if not the most terrible, is idolatry. When one doesn't believe in Hashem or believes in other deities, attributes powers to other deities. So in the beginning of these laws of idolatry, the Rambam gives us the background, the, almost the historical background of how idolatry came to the world and how belief in Hashem came to the world. And in short, because the Rambam deals with it at length, in short the Rambam says that initially when Hashem created the world, um, obviously Adam and Chava and, and their children knew Hashem and spoke to Hashem, there was no uh, question of idolatry. He says, where does it come from? Who started idolatry? And he talks about that Adam and Chava had a grandson. His name was Enosh. Because they had their third son was Shais, and Shais' son was Enosh. And he says, in the days of Enosh, it was Enosh and the people of that generation that made a terrible mistake. And their mistake was not that they didn't believe in Hashem. They knew that Hashem was the creator. But they looked up and they saw the sun and the stars and the moon. And they saw that Hashem empowered the sun, stars, and the moon. And that they become... Um, agents that give us all types of blessing, whether it's heat, whether it's warmth and energy and so on and so forth. And therefore they felt if these are ministers of Hashem, they deserve respect as well. Respect and praise and so on and so forth. And that's what they started doing. So they started respecting the sun, the moon, the stars, other planets, not as a form of serving them because they knew that they were only agents, but nevertheless they started respecting them and glorifying them like one would do to ministers of a king. Says the Rambam, that went on for a generation or two. And then you had people who started saying, well, Hashem came to them and told them that we should actually start serving that sun and stars and so on and so forth. 
And the Ramam carries it through the generations that slowly but surely, um, they became the ones who we served and Hashem was totally forgotten about. And he said it was a combination of mistakes and lies. And ultimately, what you have is the vast majority of people just serving um, idols. And this is uh, paganism and various idols and various forms, of, various forms of idolatry. And this went on for a number of generations, says the Rambam, until Avraham Avinu was born. He calls Avraham Avinu the pillar of the world. And he says, Avraham Avinu was born, and he would constantly think about this. He says, who created everything? And it's obviously not these stones and these idols. And who's causing everything in the world to happen? And who's causing the world to constantly be turning on its axis? And Avram, from his own understanding and wisdom, recognized that there's a creator and recognized there's Hashem. And it was only when he was 40 years old that he became fully understanding, fully cognizant about Hashem and the creator. And when he did that, it says he started, he broke, he broke the idols and he started teaching people and he started, um, he started debating people, <coughs> excuse me, about the concepts of belief in Hashem. And he began this Emuna, this mon- the, the Emuna, the faith in monotheism, as it was initially with Adam Arishan, but had been lost throughout the generations. The Ramam goes on and say, it says that ultimately, as you know the story of the Chumash, that Avram Avinu's family, his grandchildren, went to Egypt, went down to Mitzrayim. When they went down to Mitzrayim, says the Rambam, there they became assimilated, or at least as far as um, in their belief systems, was very much affected by the Egyptians, and slowly many of the Jews started reverting to idolatries. Idolatry, when I say Jews, many of Avram's descendants started rever- reverting to idolatry, aside from Shevet Levi, the tribe of Levi, who always remembered their Amunah. And the Ramah says, within a short time, this that Avram Avinu had planted was almost uprooted. His descendants had become primarily, primarily idolatrous. But then, because Hashem loves, loves us, and because of the promise He made it to Avram Avinu, Hashem brought Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher, and Moshe Rabbeinu, and he, and he gave us the mitzvahs, and He gave us the Torah, and from then on, we are a nation of believers. That's the Amuna of Klal Yisrael. That's how the Rambam describes the story of idolatry slash belief in Hashem as it plays itself out in the history of, from the times of Enosh, how that mistake became worse, till Avram Avinu, who changed it, taught it, wrote books about it, the Rambam says, about monotheism. Again, the next step, how it was almost lost in Egypt until Moshe Rabbeinu comes and he gives us the Torah and the mitzvahs from Hashem. And that's when it's firmly you know, established, our emunah, our faith in Hashem. That's, in short version, how the Rambam describes Avram Avinu's gift to mankind, the pillar of the world, as the Rambam calls him. In a fascinating sicha, the Rebbe asks the question, which is, this is, although this is a beautiful idea and beautiful story in the Rambam, it would seem very, very much out of place. The Rambam is a book of halacha, a book of Jewish law. And he's very strict about that. He deals with Jewish law. And here... He sort of goes out of that practice and gives us an entire history. And this is a number of paragraphs of halacha where he gives us the entire history of idolatry, its various forms and steps until the amuna of Avram, and then again how that sort of fails, and then the amuna through Moshe Rabbeinu. Why does the Rambam suddenly telling us an entire historical perspective and story, which of course is beautiful and important to know, but doesn't seem to be part of halacha? In Allah, the Rambam should have just said that idolatry is forbidden and give us the laws of what we're not allowed to do and what happens if we do it and so on. Why this story? Why the history? 
And the Rebbe explains, and the answer has really two parts to it. The first step is that it's important to understand idolatry and, be, and therefore belief in Hashem is not just a do or don't. It's not just a mitzvah. I'm, I'm not gonna, one is not going to bow to an idol. One will bring a carbon or a sacrifice to Hashem. It's much more something that we have to understand. It has to make sense to us. And we have to fully, fully um, believe it because we understand its logic and its truth. And that's what the Rambam wants with the whole long story about Avram Avinu. He wants us to understand, first of all, where idolatry came from, why it's such a mistake. Who made the mistake first? How that mistake became more and more of a mistake with time. So that we should understand that it's a mistake. And that really there's one creator who created the world. And to see also that it's Avram Avinu, who's our father, our first father, the first of our forefathers, came to it out of his own wisdom and understanding. He pondered, he thought, he learned, until he came to understand it. The Ramam is trying to tell us that we, too, in our own lives, when it comes to believing in Hashem, and believing that Hashem is the sole master of everything that happens in this world every day, it's not just something that we should say, I believe. But it's something that we should think about, we should learn about, we should read about, we should understand it. It should make sense to us that a world has a master, it has a creator. The creator didn't leave the world, the creator is involved in the world. And it's something that requires and demands of us to truly understand it, learn it, and know that to think differently is just a mistake. And that's why the Rambam gives us this whole story, the mistake and the greatness of Avram Avinu, who figured it out and learned it and understood it. So all of that is part one. That's what the Rambam wants us to understand. We should learn this. We should understand this. It should make sense to us. We should know unequivocally that this is the truth and everything else is a mistake. On the other hand, there's, a, there's another important point. If one's relationship to Hashem and knowledge of Hashem is only based on their knowledge and understanding then that can fail as well. Because human knowledge and understanding changes. At the end of the day, no one is perfect in their knowledge and understanding, and we change and our minds change. And if it's only based on knowledge, then one day we can lose it as well. And that's why the Ramam goes on and tells us the whole piece about Mitzrayim, about Egypt. That even after Avraham understood it so well and explained it so well, and his children understood it so well, Nevertheless, when they went down to Egypt, they were able to revert back to their ways of idolatry because it was only based on understanding and logic and learning. And that's where Moshe Rabbeinu comes into the picture. Hashem sends Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu comes to us with prophecy, and he brings us to the Torah, which is given in front of our eyes by Harsinai, and suddenly this emuna, this faith, is not merely logic-based, but is based on seeing Hashem, it's based on the Torah and the mitzvahs that Moshe Rabbeinu gives to us. And that's part two of the lesson of the Rambam to us. In very practical terms, the Rambam is telling us the two most fundamental things for us to understand about our faith, our Amunah and Hashem. Number one, he wants us to learn it and understand it so that it should make sense to us. It shouldn't be merely faith-based, but rather it should be very logical and understood to us and we should constantly think and learn about it just like our father of Ramavinu. On the other hand, he wants us not to rely on that alone because that alone is not enough to ensure that it will always stay with us, but that rather it should bring us to a level of faith in Hashem and Amun on Hashem, even above and beyond our ability to understand, which ensures that that's something that will stay with us no matter what and no matter when. If I may add, as we all know, we're still very close and very much in the aftermath of the terrible tragedies that befell Kal Yisrael, and are really still ongoing 
of, of almost two weeks ago on Simchas Terah. So many people were killed in, in terrible ways and people are captive and people still need to be healed in so many ways. And when such tragedy strikes and such tragedy happens, for, for many of us, that, that raises questions in our faith. Like, where is Hashem, and, and how could this happen? And if Hashem is truly the creator and evolved in creation every day, how could such evil and atrocities happen? And it's a question that I definitely, and no one really has the answer to, none of us have the ability to understand Hashem's ways. But it's ultimately our deep-rooted emuna, our faith in Hashem, that's beyond just the logic and the understanding that keeps us through it every time. That in times when our understanding is challenged and we don't have answers, we revert to that emuna that we have above and beyond our understanding, our faith in Hashem, in a creator, in a just creator, in a loving creator. And the understanding that at the end of the day, His ways are beyond our ability to understand. And we hope and we dive into Hashem that He reveals that love and His mastery over everything going on in this world and those who need a Yeshua salvation should see it and a Refua healing should see it and all of Kalah Yisrael, every one of their own lives and all of us together should only see goodness and happiness and blessing and bracha and salvation ultimately with the great salvation with the coming of Mashiach may it be speedily today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.